been up how we doing happy april spring is in the air the sun is shining it is getting warmer the days are getting longer the leaves are getting green and life is good uh, just a little bit of a life update i have just been busy 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 all over the place um been to a couple music festivals such as okeechobee and buku Fun times. I turned 24 on March 27th. Uh, great to have made it another time around the sun. Um, just been busy with various adult things um, between uh, some stuff with the cats, um, doing taxes for the first time. Uh, fun stuff. But um, through all that, um, also been doing some podcasting and today I'm back again with another episode. Uh, if anyone is new here, my name is Braylon Thomas, and this is my podcast, The Harmonic Trajectory, where I sit down with my friends from Belmont University and other friends in the music industry. We shoot the shit. We talk about our upbringing, our experiences and stories so far, and advice to pass on to the next generation of superstars. Um, so I just had a couple of announcements I wanted to make before this episode. Um, so for starters, um, this was a very uh, interesting episode for many reasons. Um, one, I've normally done this podcast with um, people who like I'm already like pretty good friends with or I know pretty well, but... Um, a couple of the people in this episode I had met for the very first time that night. Um, and also, you probably heard me say people plural. That's because this is the first episode I've done with uh, multiple people. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely an interesting experience between uh, sort of having a new uh, setting, like a different type of um, just like thing I'm recording, which those words don't really make any sense. But long story short, uh, multiple people was a new and interesting experience, but ultimately had a lot of fun, learned a lot and uh, left after the conversation with some uh, pretty good new friends. Um, yeah, so I, I guess going into my guests. Um, so this is a um, four piece um psychedelic indie pop band you could say uh they have been very very busy as of late uh between releasing a new ep on the infamous day of twos titled midnight trust um also been busy between um a little tour in uh like end of february beginning of march playing some house shows around nashville and uh yeah i had the opportunity to uh 
sit down with them and talk a little bit about um, just what they've been doing recently, um, how they came together as a band and just how they work together. And yeah, it was a cool conversation, but I just wanted to make a little, a couple of like heads ups beforehand. So um, as you might hear, it got, the tracks were like a little bit noisy just because I only have three mics. So like one for me, and then I had two mics to disperse amongst uh, four people so with that there was some uh, background noise that got picked up and it was uh, a little bit hard to like get rid of some of that noise um then um at one point my roommate walks through and then one of our cats comes up and hangs out with us so just heads up beforehand and uh yeah um despite uh just a little bit of audio problems um still able to um it was salvageable i guess you could say um but yeah the, the conversation and the the part that matters it's it's still there and uh you know this show's all about um advice and guidance and i think from this experience what i can say is that um you know the the slip-ups the mess-ups uh the losses the failures whatever it may be um they can can either be that or they can be opportunities to learn grow and improve and uh, you know if anything i guess from this uh you know i got took away a couple of like ways that i can improve my setup and you know in the future be more ready for hosting multiple people um <clears throat> but yeah en- enough with the announcements let's get into the episode um this is me and spirit ritual let's get it Ladies and gentlemen, today we have Spirit Ritual. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having Ooh. us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good to be here. Sure. Yeah, so thanks for s- having us. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you guys for coming out. I'm excited. So uh, I guess for starters, let's all uh, go around, introduce ourselves, what we play. And yeah, I'd like to start us off. I'm Skylar Rippy, and I play drum set. Excellent. Which uh, Which part of the drum is your favorite? Or part of the kit? Probably the pies, man. Symbols. Absolutely. Can't go wrong. All right. Yeah, I'm Jeff, and I play guitar, and and also bass. He's a job. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sing, and that's pretty much it as far as live. Right yeah. On. I'm Hunter, largely the guitarist, but also I get on the old four string as well. The old big guitar. Big boy. Yeah. Do some slap I don't slap very much, no. Really? No, I kind of prefer like fluid movement on a bass. That's fair. But, uh, you know, for those that can use the technique well, more to them. Absolutely. No. It's an amazing tool to have in your arsenal. Definitely. Yeah. I'm Ian McEnroe. I tickle the ivories on the keyboard. Mm. And that's it. Tickling. Right on. I tickle the fretboard. The uh, the cobalt tickles true. Hell yeah! <laughs> so um, just to give like a brief little bit of context, so I met Jeff um like one or two years ago. Um, he recorded a lot of stuff for his solo project interview with my previous roommate Wyatt Whitman. And real quick plug, right? <laughs> Wyatt Whitman, a king, a great engineer um scholar a poet i haven't worked with him personally but worked with him personally but from everything i've seen from an outsider standpoint this man is very dedicated very focused to the craft he knows his stuff very well and um 
yeah, he just is um, knows his engineering facts pretty well, knows the techniques, and um, he definitely like knows how to work with artists and um, definitely like get the best of them. Yeah, and, the music sounds great. Yeah, yeah, I've been and, working with him. Yeah, about two years. His, his studio is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's coming along, and uh, yeah, more more than anything. Oh. We have a little furry friend with us. We have a we have yeah. a fifth guest. Churro. We have a fifth guest here. He meows the background vocals. Yeah, <laughs> new member. Provides the ambiance. Yeah. Yep. But, what um, was the word earlier? What? Never mind. <laughs> but uh, re- real quick, just wrapping up the Wyatt plug. Uh, more than great engineer and great collaborator, he's just a great guy and. A studio session with him is just a day well spent with a good friend working on some tunes. So if you have some stuff that you need to get recorded, um, hit him up on Instagram. It's Wyatt.Wit, all lowercase. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out. Shout and, out to uh, Wyatt. Yeah, on our EP, he, like, we, I did the drums on all of them over there. Okay. And then well, I think he mixed Ruby Red and also Snowy. Snowy. Uh-huh. And those, just made them as EP. dreamy as we can get it, you know. So mm-hmm. he's the boy. Very nice. Um, who did like who else did the mixing and like who did the mastering? So yeah, we also I mean, we kinda got all the demos going in Ian's room producing yeah. those mm-hmm. out. And then we like yeah, we brought some to Wyatt and then we brought most of the others to John. John Pinero. Is that how you say it? We're getting that right, right? Pinero. Yeah, Pinero. And uh and then he also mastered the D P too, so Yes, he did. Yeah, he's killer. He's a good guy. He, like Skylar introduced us to him. He's you got your solo thing going. Yeah, he's an awesome, awesome engineer. What other uh, things has he uh engineered in the past? Because I know you know, he's got really good I equipment. Know. I know that he's been with all the guys. He's been with all the guys. He's yeah. worked with All-Star he's Weekend and Taylor Swift. Swift. Oh, no way. And Jack White's current girlfriend. Wow. Uh, he told me he did work with Travis Barker, did some drums <laughs> for him. So he just seems to be a guy to hit up. Yeah. And, and a children's like, audiobook. He, he's kind of like a guy at the spot. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, did. Right. That's right. I mean, Nom, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, so shouts out to John uh, Pinero. John Pinero. The mastering stage is crucial, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. He knew how to do it, too. Wasn't over-compressed, nor was it under-compressed. Ah, excellent. (laughs) It's strange. The mastering process, it's it's so easy because, you know, you're just brightening up what's already there and what's, like, hopefully already, like, been done well in the mixing process. But it's also, it can be... It can be so hard, like, um, you know, be- between, like, meeting the volume standards for the various streaming services. And there's a lot of, like, technicality that goes into it. And, like, meeting that with, like, the artistic part of mastering. Because mastering is very much, like, an act of, like, feeling out what um, is going to sound good. Yeah. So. Right. You can you already have the performance intact by the time the mastering is done, too. And that's, uh, you know... Why it's ultimately a post-production thing. And have you graduated yet? Yeah, I graduated um, two years ago now, in 2020, during the thick of it. Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to touch on that. We'll have to touch <laughs> on that at some point. I'm sure that was a, a wild, a wild time. Yeah, yeah, it was something. Um, yeah, definitely weird to like have like all my plans just like 
flipped 180. And like, it was definitely like the time where, you know, all of us were like, um, you know, get, getting in like that, like really like crucial networking and like, you know, getting those like initial jobs lined up. And then like all of a sudden we were like at home, uh, just seeing a bunch of faces on a little screen and like, you know, it was like unknown when, um, the industry would like get back to normal. So and you know, something. let's see, have, have, let's see, have any of us gone to Belmont? Cause I haven't. No, I'm a, I'm an MTSU uh, alum. I graduated in 2017. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But most of my friends here, are, like most of them go to Belmont, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I went to Berkeley, graduated 2018. Oh, no way. How was that? It was fun. It was right in the heart of Boston. So there wasn't much of a campus. It was just in the Back Bay area. Okay. So, I mean, that made it kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, Boston's sick. My older brother went to Boston University, so I got to go there a few times. No way. Oh, yeah. That was right by us. It was what? Right by us. Mm. I had some wild parties. I bet. Yeah, Boston's Boston's a cool place. So, um, when did all of you meet? Like, how long have y'all been a band? Well, hmm. I mean, they were kind of part of the original band, Hunter and Ian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, there was an incarnation of, we're now Spirit Ritual, um, and we made that name change. When did we make that name change? Right, right like, like January. Two hit. Yeah, yes. So like, pretty recently. We, we wanted the, kind of the ashes to, you know, to, we wanted the dead wood to be burned off, in right. a way. Yeah, because when Jeff and Skylar joined, it was basically like starting a new band. We didn't play any of the old songs. Like, Jeff's vocal style and lyric style are different, and the sound is just completely different mm. sounds yeah, like two different bands yeah from because it used to be called midnight trust which is what we're calling the ep so, yeah i noticed yeah. that yeah 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 so that, that way the cool. audience doesn't get confused right <laughs> yeah so well, now they are confused <laughs> well yeah because we're still midnight trust on apple music uh, <laughs> just a heads up because i apparently it takes like six or seven months for the name change to go through so yeah, i'm away so yeah we're still midnight trust on apple music itunes and spirit ritual everywhere else okay yeah, so i don't know like i gotta, gotta get a rip on the on phone the <laughs> yeah get a call down do this arrangement has been together i guess for what a year a little over a year yeah a year and a half mm-hmm you could we've been Wait, were you pointing at all three or just uh, Ian and Hunter? All of us. Well, okay. All of us. Yeah. yeah. This arrangement right here has been together for we've been playing for a year and a half. Okay. And then I actually met Ian at a job that we both had the same position at. I think in June 2019. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. And so ever since then we just started slowly linking up i still lived in murfreesboro okay and i really wanted to move back up here like i, I previously had and uh ian and i just became you know fast friends and then we did moved in together three months later and then you know he told me he went to berkeley and i got to see you know just what a honestly great musician he is and um he's also the only person that i would met at that time that was willing to really throw house shows too oh really? yeah just something that i we i think we all um, are now happy that's in our laps, but I ultimately, uh, when coming back here, really wanted to do. Yeah, because you guys had those old Twisted Tea Garden shows at the original place. Yeah, yeah. with the original lineup. Yeah. That was a time. 
Yeah, and then I met Skyler personally through Hunter, and I met Jeff at a new Face Tuesday at the Basement East. Oh, no, the the basement yeah, at the like basement, 11 p.m. Yeah. That was like that might have been June of 20 no 2019. Yeah, sometime in or 2019. Okay. That sounds about right. Yeah, that, that's about it. A Twisted T show. Um, yeah, that's doing right. an interview set. Doing one of his solo sets. Yeah. And I think I was playing drums with Rick. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to so Rick. Shouts out to oh, Rick West. We all kind of knew He's each other. He's an artist friend of ours. We all kind of knew each other that way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then this happened. Kicking it, partying <laughs> together, playing music together. Yeah. And then we started, we started yeah. playing together. Really, we were just jamming together a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of jamming. Yeah, having fun. a lot yeah. of jellying, too. Yeah, the chemistry was there. Jelly and <laughs> mm. What kind of jam? Oh, um, shit. <laughs> boysenberry? Uh, Could you? Uh, I mean, sure. Oh, like, really, <laughs> any jam, jam. Like, if I can jam it in my mouth. Like the pepper jelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes the jams are peppery. Sometimes mm. they're sweet. Some of them are sour, you know. You get. You got to go through all of the spectrum. You know? Right. I've been digging Absolutely. the pepper jelly. Pepper jelly? Oh, yeah, because you, yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, what? Al, I just remember you were describing that sandwich you made. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what was the point in between um, just kind of jamming and being a band that y'all, like, sealed the deal? Uh, what was the point between jamming and sealing the deal? Well, I mean, jam? in my perspective... <laughs> Well, for me, Jeff just kept coming over and jamming with us, and we were looking for a new singer for our band at the time, and the old singer had a couple people in mind that we could hit up, but Jeff was already coming over, so I had a good feeling he would say yes. Yeah, we've been jamming for a while, and then and then Trent, Trent was just like, he's like, alright, I gotta focus on the other band. And well, yeah, yeah, he had to focus on his own stuff. Yeah, so... And, yeah, I called him on the phone because we couldn't get him to come over. And we just invited him there, and he officially said he was down. And then we moved in together a couple months later because we had to move out of the old place. Gotcha. And we've lived together since. Yeah, so we had a guy previously, Trent in the band, uh, who's now under the artist name of Lee Trent. Lee Trent, yeah. Uh, what is it? Lee Trent. Lee Trent. Lee Trent. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. He's a man. Yeah, mul- multi-instrumentalist. And, uh, you know, he actually has an album where, uh, or it's in, like an EP, where it's all mostly orchestral numbers, and then his most recent one is almost like a EDM track. So oh. you got to really check him out. He's versatile, yeah, he's very man. Well trained. Yeah. I'll definitely <laughs> yeah. check him out. Yeah. Who was the drummer when Trent was playing? Uh, Terry Weaver. Terry Weaver. Yeah. Rest yeah, which I've never yeah, met him. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace Terry. to Terry. To, I never to got to meet uh, Terry. I don't think I ever saw y'all play Yeah, he was a great drummer, like, very in the pocket. Very. It was so much fun to play bass uh, under him. And that, yeah. he was in the original incarnation of all of this. Okay. Which was probably, like, early twenty, like, late 2019, early 2020. Yeah, when Hunter was involved. Yeah, because before it was the three of us. And right. we were just jamming a lot. Oh, yeah, even before just, I came on, that's right. Just trying to figure that part out. And then Hunter joined in, and that's when it started becoming a thing. Yeah, we're, we're hitting yeah. the history lesson today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole history lesson. Yeah, people are getting learned today. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, is this, is this y'all's first tour? 
Yeah. 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 It is. And personally, my first tour, too. Like, I've mm. never been on tour ever. Yeah. It's my first tour, too. It's yeah. Technically, my second, because I did a little solo thing. Yeah. But it was, like, a little thing. There right. were a couple times where I went to Atlanta or St. Louis to do music, but it wasn't like a tour. I was there for a few days and, mm-hmm. like, chilled, did music, played a couple shows. This felt a lot different. Gotcha. So, like, what's the what's the setup? Like, what's the transportation? Are y'all like staying in hotels and places, or like run us through that? Cramped, cramped, cool. canned. Super and cool story. Four, the four of us. <laughs> oh yeah. Four of us. What car is it? Oh. A twenty eighteen silver Ford Escape. There you go. There you go. Yeah, the four of us with all of our gear and drums, but you didn't yeah. bring a tom. No floor time. I wasn't even able to fix, fit the box. Everything collapsed. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised we all fit in there. It's four of us, all the equipment, some luggage, and a blanket that we don't need to bring next time. Uh, yeah. And, and of perfect. course, my cat keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff's Casio. <laughs> perfect fit. Yeah, it's Casio. Yeah, the Casio keyboard it keeps us entertained on every little trip we go oh, on to. Oh, I bet. Yeah, every key just goes, yeah. 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 <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at this car now. It looks it, it looks kind of wide. It looks like it could be nice, but um, once once you put all the gear in there, then the driver's seat is the roomiest <laughs> seat in the in the car. Oh, I bet it has to be. Yeah, but we also right. took turns driving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's the best driver? Who's the worst driver? Uh, I feel like I'm pretty pretty damn good. You're okay. It's a uh, Hunter is dude, the best. I brought us up. It's I would say that I, I want to say that I'm the best. You I are say, really good, yeah. I mean, there was one point where I think you were like trying to eat something or give something to Skylar, and then you just kind of veered into the other lane, and there's like this oh. jerking motion. <laughs> Who did Wait, that? You did. I, I just did. When? I can't remember at this point, but it was whenever you were driving, you're trying to hand something to Skylar. I, uh, everyone's good at driving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I would None say, of us are horrible. And yeah. With every show, we got quicker and just better with the load in, load out thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. But we uh, we stayed at Hunter's aunt's place in Asheville. Okay. And Asheville's dope as fuck. Thursday night, stay with our friends. Yeah. Hannah and Chris. Great. Right. Yeah. Right after. Yeah. Kayla. Coming Georgia. Kayla. Coming Georgia. Yeah. Coming. Um, we came to coming. And then we left and went to Johns Creek. Yeah, Johns Creek. And in between there, we played his rock. Oh. Yeah. Which is a vinyl record shop slash, yeah. I guess, you know, venue in uh, coming with Georgia. And then his rock, Johns Creek. Dude, I, I asked Bob. Bob's, <laughs> Bob's the guy who runs the place. I couldn't believe I it. Him. I was like, this hey. is hilarious. I know, I it's like, also... So his rock yeah. as opposed to her rock? And he, he, he just looked at me and, like, his rock. He wasn't he amused. He said anything, he just looked at me. And I was he like, had a big rock. Look at me like that. <laughs> so many choices, so many rocks. Good rock. <laughs> now, Bob's a great, great guy, and he ran the sound really well. So, yeah. yes. Shout out. It rocked. Uh, super cool record store. Got some yeah, records. we went to the Got outdoor venue Ghost Train out. Brewing after that, which was pretty cool. Super yeah, cool. Yeah, and... Man, tell them about the people we met. Yeah, tell so them. we there had a opening, like a grand opening of another Ghost Train Brewery opening up right up the road, and that took all the attention, mm-hmm. of course, and all the people were over there partying. So we didn't have anybody there, and I told Hunter before we left that uh, 
we were talking about getting a hotel, and uh-huh. I was like, no, nah, we'll meet somebody cool, Birmingham's cool, we'll figure it out. Yep. And of course, when we got there and it was a ghost town, at the ghost train, man, yeah, we didn't know what to do. <laughs> Our expectations were immediately... I started looking at Airbnbs. Immediately plummeted. Oh, yeah, I think we all started looking at our options at that point. Yeah, because the other band didn't have any room for us. Unfortunately not. Yeah, um, they are great guys, though. Lower high They rate. were. They're, they're, yeah. They're, they're great. So we were chilling, setting up, and there were these two sweet girls talking for a little while, and they looked about our age and looked like, I know there was a college around there or something, and I was like, cool, mm-hmm. they might be up to something, up to no good. <laughs> give us like some, <laughs> give us some pointers, at least net, help us network or figure out just what the heck to do, because we were considering yeah. just going back to Georgia or just going straight to Chattanooga or yeah. like trying mm-hmm. to get a hotel booked before seven. It was getting close to time, and Ian was like, kind of looked at me and was like, yo, we need to bring this up. Because I had already been talking to them and was just like, hey, this is what we're doing. What do y'all do? And um, Ian was like, yo, we need to bring this up and try and get some help. So we, me and Ian just walked over there and we're like, yo, do you have to go to work tomorrow? <laughs> and uh, she was like, yeah. And I was like, she was like, do y'all need a place to stay? And her name was Hope. And uh, Hope Howard, I believe, and I was like, "Yeah, we're uh, but we have like you know other plans if you can't like help us out." And she was like, she looked at her friend, and was like, "Well, we went to the restroom and like talked about it. We're gonna get you a really nice hotel." And so they booked oh, this damn. super fucking nice hotel, yeah. and came back to the hotel with us and partied and had a good time. It was fucking cool. Right I, on. Yeah, I still can't yeah, believe that nice happened. Shower. It was crazy, yeah. They were yeah, like super that was down. Sick. Before before we played a note, they were like, "We're gonna get you. Y'all guys are awesome." You know, they had been kicking it with us and like getting us beer, and mm-hmm. so they just hooked us up. Wait, so that was before the show? Before we played a freaking note, they got us <laughs> a room. So we ripped. So we had to play our butts off. Yeah, we off played for them. For them. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah. and it was a, it was a great out. stage. They had a great sound. They did. System they there, had a wedge. Like, they had a wedge speaker. For Dude, each of us, it was outdoors. Oh. So, sound guys. yeah, the outside yeah. helped. <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't too cold. It was like pretty nice that day. Yeah, it yeah. was perfect. It was good weather, good fun, great staff too. All the drinks were on the house, so amazing. Yeah, you know, I even they were even considered enough to when I asked for the highest gravity sour that they had, which I think 13? I think it was imperial. So I th- yeah, I think oh, it was yeah. fourteen. Go to get, oh, you're kicking wow. it anywhere down Huntsville or on your way to the beach or something or whatever, stop by there and pick yourself up some some gas beer. Yeah. <laughs> they tra- they ta- uh, treated us. <laughs> they, they treated, treated us all right. They treated us great. And the stage was awesome. And they said the new location has an even better stage. And like I said, it's three times the size. So we're going to try and go back and play that joint. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, true, bro. Oh, he sounds like Donald Duck. He kind of does. is out here giving himself the best cleaning of his life. <laughs> yeah, massaging his, his tail. To lick my hand. High five, high five, Joe Rogan. Oh, oh. <laughs> dang! He high five you hard. High five. He he's a he's a street survivor, man. He's a street survivor. You don't want to. Ooh, what's that? about Yeah, he's trying to start a fight. Yeah, I th- I th- I think I think you like stop petting him, and not just sent him off the. 
Wow. That was traumatic. I, didn't, I wasn't petting him at all. <laughs> He's just killing us. <laughs> That's probably why he tried to fight you. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, I guess back back to back to touring stuff. Um, what's it like? I, I guess like right now you guys are like going out of your own vehicles. Uh, what's it? What's finding shows like? Are you like booking in places that you're from? Like you mentioned, you like stayed with some people that you knew. Um, so like, how does how does all that work out? Kind of like, how do you know like, you know where like might like sell a decent amount of tickets? Well, that's the thing. I, I had no idea because we had never played out of state yet. Um, oh. We don't have a very big fan base. We're pretty off, like, right off the press. But, I mean, um, we have a bigger one now, I would say. I mean, I, I don't really... I, anyways, but uh, what was I saying? Uh, you were, he was talking about how it booking the tours, but, you know, we had yeah, never really been to like, any of these places. It took me, like, two months to get it all the way booked, and it was... Yeah, I just have an Excel sheet and like got it super organized and it's yeah, just like right. I was just trying to crank it out, but it's hard because venues. I mean, venues just like even now are just really like, oh, it's a Friday, are you sure? And like, so I, you know, finding local bands in all those cities is like I, I knew I knew like a few bands from every city, and it's like you know what? Um, yeah, but almost all of them fall through, and like like. Birmingham, we had just two bands. But yeah, I just like, it's a lot of work to book a freaking tour. But like, I, you know, I was committed. So. And, you know, we started with what we knew. I think we mm-hmm. knew that we wanted to play in Asheville because I had family near there. And mm-hmm. Jeff had already been in the know about some bands in Knoxville, right? Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that was people in Atlanta. Dude. Yeah. El Rocco's so good. Yeah, and El Rocco, uh, who they play out of Chattanooga, uh, checked them out. Um, R O C K O. Yeah, um, R O C K O. Mm hmm. So I looked them up too. Um, yeah, and uh, we were checking with Jeff periodically and seeing all the work that he was putting into it. Uh, when he says he got organized, he got beatnik organized and looked at multiple places and had it all marked down. It was, uh, you know, if you could look at the timestamps all of it, I bet it looked like chapters. Um, <laughs> it went so, super smooth, really. Right, but I think we started with what we knew, and uh, that was enough preparation. I, I think all of us kind of had not low expectations, but not anything, you know, strident coming out of this, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, or anything. Uh, but what, when, what we experienced was awesome. I was prepared to sleep upright, crash in the car a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> so, for what... For Birmingham, for what we got, we were stoked. I I showered every day. Yeah, so it was awesome. Now that's a blessing and a half. <laughs> right? Like, it was what? Great. Yeah, we were killing it. We, yeah, we were great. Slaying. We have great friends. Really great friends. And we picked the right spots. What's been your uh, favorite show on the tour so far? To Chattanooga. Yeah, You're Chattanooga. Chattanooga. We were, we were, yeah, we I were mean, like, cause we screaming. We got better and better every day, and I think that was like a good point too, where we were like, uh, tight and like, kind of like, hyped, but also like, okay, let's not be like too hyped. Mm-hmm. We just played really good. We got too hyped though. The bands, we did. Great. The bands were great. We got <laughs> super hyped. Yeah, and it was an awesome show. It was just a great performance. I really love that set. Yeah. 
and my favorite one was the one in Atlanta, had the best turnout, the most energy and engagement with the audience. And me personally, I felt I played the best in that one. Nice. Every show was like great. Yeah, and we already knew the other band too, and a good amount of people in the area. So yeah, Ray and the Ragdolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ray and the Ragdolls. Rag Sick band. And Dart. And Dart. It, it was one of the guys' birthdays. Yeah. Happy birthday, Gavin. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday again. Happy belated. Hope you're still celebrating. Man. Yeah, dude. I hope you're still <laughs> slamming the, the beers in the parking the lot. <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like. Asheville might have been one of my favorite days because when we were when we were at those art galleries earlier yeah, that day, that set up the show really. Going well. in and they're just like feeling like, like we got it, we get it, you know. Yeah, Super that in set the up zone. the show great. Yeah, and yeah, Asheville is my favorite. It was so, it was cool. It was at Fleetwoods, which is like, it's like a vintage clothing store, oh. a bar, a wedding chapel, and wow. a venue all in one. And it's like a small, like cute place. And they're down, like, like comfy, you know. <laughs> and yeah, I felt great that night. And for some reason, I was I cried when when we were playing Ruby Red. Like for some reason, those lyrics were like hitting me hard. And I never thought that song would do that because I was like, honestly, <laughs> it was hard to whip together that song vocally. But I finally, I don't know. But I always saw that song as like cheesy lyrics, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess this works. But for some reason, it hit me that night. It was weird. It was cool. Amazing. <laughs> what was so, your favorite? Oh, go ahead. Oh, it was definitely Asheville. Uh, oh, sick. Yeah. I think just the treatment overall. They got to enjoy uh, that being Ian, Skyler, and Jeff got to enjoy the Arts District. Which, have you ever been to Asheville? I uh, have. A couple times. You ever been to the Art District there? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, River Arts District, and mm-hmm. you missed out that day. That did. I had to working. I had to work that day. I was working remotely. Uh, oh man! Modern day blessing. Uh, Definitely. I also work remotely. Nice, nice. Well, and they had just a great time. And uh, the first stop, I think we were all kind of getting adjusted, which mm-hmm. was in Knoxville, and then it was like the flip, and that's why I really like to see because I I really saw a difference in how we all just banded together and sound um, and, and it was more immediate too so mm-hmm. that was just cool to experience and i think it was just the powder keg that just made the whole tour just feel really uh really powder. great yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we have three more to go so stoked and we're having yeah we're having trent woods join us for those on drums because guy can't make it he's got a solo show uh-huh. yeah um but yeah trent's still been Filling in with us like once oh, yeah. in a while, like yeah, he's, killing it. he's still involved. So, but then we got Dark Matter on March fourth. So mm. be there, yeah, be there, be yeah, square. I feel, yeah, oh, I'm gonna have to be square. I'm gonna be out of town actually. Uh, oh no, square. It's all good. It's okay. We we make room for squares all the time. Yeah, there's gotta be some room. Squares come in all different sizes. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Exactly, you just pack them in. Yeah. So, um, what was the um writing process like for um Midnight Trust? Like, what was what was kind of the dynamics? What were um everyone's like certain like strengths or weaknesses? Like, yeah, let's go into that. Depends on the song, but most of them were inspired off of jams and us just goofing off, really. Like, I think was inspired off of a jam from Jeff's Casio. Same with Yeah, Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then Ruby Red was written originally by me and Trent, and then Jeff changed most of the lyrics, and we made it our own version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. When I when I joined the band, I like you guys had from like bef- with Trent, you guys had like a good set of songs that were like that were like halfway there, that, you know, in the works. Mm-hmm. And like when yeah. I joined, I was like, okay, that's cool, but. It's like it's a weird thing of mine where it's hard for me to sing lyrics that someone else wrote, and it's mainly because I'm like extremely perfectionistic and like all that. But anyways, mm-hmm. like yeah, we kind of when I joined, I was like, guys, let's like let's try to just like start from scratch and get a bunch of jams in, record ourselves, yeah, uh-huh. and then eventually pick from those what we feel is like the most like the one, you know? Absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. And then mm-hmm. So Good So Far was conceived by Jeff and I, largely, yeah. um, which is the, it's the second song on the EP, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were, like, we were just, I had some, I was reading some things, and you were playing a thing, and I came in the room, and was like, yo, keep going. So, yeah. It was very immediate. We uh, It came out of the jam room that we have at our house um, that we also brand the Twisted Tea Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So we throw like monthly house shows over there too. But technically, yeah, yeah, we wrote in uh, up in Michigan. Oh, that's yeah, right. Oh my god, we gosh. did. You had the Casio with you, and we were jamming. I think either in the hotel room or on the beach. Yeah. And we just had a voice recording of that that I didn't know you captured. Yeah, glad yep. you did. Yeah, I think it's a goofy one, and then it ended up becoming like super cool. Yeah. Yeah, and we spontaneously had our friend Jared sing a verse on it. So it's the only song on the EP to have a guest vocalist. Mm hmm. Great singer. It's really talented. Yeah, shout out to the man. Shout out to Jared Staples. 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 Jeff brings a lot to the table lyrically. Like, he's a writer. Writer. Yeah. Dude. All the time, yeah. I, I love doing that, and I get really deep with it. Yeah, that was super intricate. Indeed. Definitely. Yeah. That was one of the first things that struck me about ever just being around Jeff was just, uh, you know, when you get a feel for someone, you kind of see just their overall approach. And um, the more you get to know them personally, you kind of see um, just how they differentiate themselves from, from the crowd, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't always like using that, but... Uh, Jeff always just made me laugh because he would bend words in a way. He would just uh, use rhymes very intentionally and use middle rhymes and use things that sounded like uh, you saying something almost like in a different hushed or mushed voice and, oh. and lending that to the, uh, lending that kind of patternization to the rhyme scheme too. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's where we were like, dude, we got to, at this guy <laughs> yeah we're like we gotta we, we gotta tie him down uh, oh i tied you guys down yeah um what are middle rhymes yeah what, uh, we, what middle uh what, i guess what? just using rhyming like the middle syllable of a word within another middle oh, syllable okay. like, oh yeah yeah i have some crazy rhyme schemes I, but like, i guess internal rhyme probably one of the funnest songs that funnest is that a word Funniest? I've, I've heard funnest. <laughs> I mean, it came out of your mouth, so like... Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, would be so good so it. far, because like, I mean, that, that song I spent like probably eight hours writing, just all like over times, making it like as perfect as I can get it, perfect. And, uh, and 
actually in like two days, three days, we're going to record another song with the same concept of mm. those lyrics. And so it, that one's going to be even more fun. Like, it's super groovy. So we're going to record it with uh, Shelby Preckless at uh, Loud and Clear Studios. Mm-hmm. And he's Where's that? He's cool. It's in Paducah, okay. Kentucky. Yeah, we're playing mm-hmm. there on Saturday. Nice. So, yeah. Stumped. The Joe, the jam was sealed, I'd say, when we all... <laughs> we all that was a while ago. <laughs> right, go ahead. Uh, I mean, it, all, it all got closed up when we all just kept playing together and got along because we're all friends. Mm-hmm. Sealed the bag. Yeah. You know, and we all get off playing with each other. Everybody kind of brings brings it you know mm-hmm. yeah and then trent steps in whenever i can't gig and play the shows trent is like on it and knows the songs and is if they write something new or whatever he's hip and can pull up and rehearse and learn stuff quick he's a great musician yeah he's been a great backup but like we, we jam with him all the time anyways like not just band yeah. stuff, but just yeah. hanging out and just, you know. Yeah, he is always you know. around. It's a blessing to have musicians you get along with. And this city has loads of musicians you can get along with. So if you're out there, yeah, for musicians to get along with. Well, yeah, the musician's way of yeah. life is just seen as, you know, it's something a little more, with more stature here. So it's like, it's more of a brotherhood in a way, or just more, more of a collective, you know, thing. I don't know if y'all can relate to that too. Mm, you know, I can. Always being out with musicians here. Mm-hmm. It's really a way of life, you know, a way of subsisting. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely get what you mean. It's like, it's, it's not as taboo here. Like, cause like in, in some places, like, I, I, I guess, I, I guess to draw a, a couple of examples, like, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people can, like, you know, before, like, you're really, like, popping off, like, I feel like a lot of people can, like, look down on, like, someone who, like, plays music and it's just like, oh, you're a starving artist, you're not going to get anywhere, like, get a job. And, like, there's that. And also, I went to, like, a pretty big high school and, like, sports were very big. And, like, basically, like, any, like, extracurricular thing besides music was, like, you know, pretty big and, like, esteemed, which, like... I guess to elaborate on that, when I say music, I mean, like, you know, like, playing in a band and, like, writing your own music. Like, you know, there was, like, people did orchestra and, like, jazz band and all that. But, like, in in Nashville, just, like, being, like, you know, musician in, like, a creative sense, it is, like, a lot more accepted. And there's that, like, sense of community and, like, everyone, like, no matter what they do, like, all, all musicians, like, no matter what they ultimately do, like they find a way to include it in their lives, which I think is really cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I think that meshes perfectly with the reality that I take in every day, you know. I don't think I'd go a day without seeing just another musician, um, or at least music kind of just being in the background of just what I talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I have always just talked about, uh, I think most of what I just say boils down to that. Um, you know, I just love just talking about music and be passionate. Yeah, but you know the new the force of music which you play and interact with, but just talking about all the other things that that gets entangled with, that's interesting and, mm-hmm. and that's fun to talk about and about itself. Mm-hmm. And everyone here, I, you know, just go out and you can converse with it. It's it, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, right. It's awesome. The language of love. Well yeah. said, dog. 
Yeah, and it's it's especially cool, like in y'all's case, when you know you find someone who like their their play their playing style either like mimics or completes yours, and you know there, there's definitely like if you're like trying to find a band, it's just like so magical and like you find someone else who um you know like as i mentioned like lifts you up as a musician like you know both of you guys' energies together um create something like bigger than the both of you and yeah, it's, it's special it's like falling in love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah it casts a spell mm-hmm. <laughs> a musical spell you know yeah when you can find good compliments to your music it's so it is like finding love because you don't have to try to get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You can do that together, but you can be in your element almost instinctively. Instinctively. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's a great feeling. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that every musician that would listen to this podcast would know that feeling, too. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I, I guess, like, speaking of love and being, with, being in love, um, whether it be, like, romantically or musically, it does come with its obstacles, so... I'm wondering, like, what kind of obstacles have you guys um, run into as a band, whether it be, um, like, you know, the the writing process and trying to, like, uh, understand each other? Because, like, everyone, like, at the end of the day, like, communicates and, like, what they say comes off, like, a little bit differently. So, I, I guess, like, you know, maybe those couple of if y'all could touch on, like, the writing process, like, what, like, what, what, like, barriers have there been and, like... How do you get past them? And especially, like, also maybe, like, playing live, too. Um, Ooh, there's so much. Obstacles. So much. Yeah. Loads of obstacles. Yeah. Doing a band. Yeah, playing together. Yeah, in the personal level and the just the subjective level, like, there's... All of it is just obstacles that Learning. you're solving, you know? Learning. Yeah. And, yeah, sometimes we trip. Sometimes we, you know, we get back up, though. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. Because I mean, you're dealing with, you know, you're dealing with people on a day to day basis when you're in a band. Because yeah. you need, con- you know, you need that consistency. And I feel like when you're just face to face with people on day to day, those just those nudges that you can put on people. You know what I'm saying? They can, they kind of come up more. Well, we get along really well. Ex- like, we yeah. do together. You know, we 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 don't really, we're not really, you know. No, yeah, yeah we we're always like the eat. Yeah, we're just chilling. <laughs> yeah, it's almost oh, even when it's hard, it's usually easy because we'll right. all, I'll just be like, "I'm sorry, I was a dick." <laughs> like, Do you want to smoke this joint? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Pretty well, much, like, we never stay mad. One simple obstacle mm-hmm. was I was living in Murfreesboro and always coming up to Nashville, mm-hmm. just playing, doing as much playing as I could, and. Whenever we'd rehearse, I got to drive up here to Madison. So I just moved to Madison, just mm-hmm. sick, just recently, just like recently. So I'm way closer and Dude, cozy. You lived here right when we changed the name. Yeah, I just thought of that. Yeah, it's sick. So that's like a simple obstacle, just like that everybody can relate to. Is yeah. drive. You got to drive a bunch and like time and money is because you love playing music so you want to do it as much as possible as much mm-hmm. as you can and like so that's like a simple obstacle is fitting it all in and like jeff doing a lot of that tour stuff like finding time to do that finding time to get together of course those are obstacles and doing all the art stuff mm-hmm. arts, yeah it's a lot yeah <laughs> jeff is totally kind of like uh 
the commander at the wheel when it comes to the creative art direction on everything too. He does the uh -huh. logo. He did the whole EP cover. Um, he did the T-shirts by hand that, too. Mm -hmm, wow. That we're doing that we're going on tour with and um, QR codes. He did the yeah. We <laughs> have on. some cards that were made. Nice. Um, I, logo, I remember us talking about Jeff and I talking about the concept because I think Jeff is the one that really wanted to back the spirit ritual name change. Uh, but I was also in a similar wavelength because I feel, feel like we have similar affinities for uh, things, especially spiritually. Mm -hmm. And I remember us talking about like having a yin yang symbol mm -hmm. as two ghosts. And that's that's what decided it, dude. Because yeah. the other option that I had come up with too was Delta Fate. Oh, and like awesome, Ian man. was in love okay. with that one, and I loved it too. But that I was like, was. "Wait, but what yeah. do you sound like the most?" And like, it was, it's it still took a bit of like, we gave ourselves like two months to try to yeah. decide. Yeah, we you know? we wrestled each yeah. other. Jimmy's trying to trying to figure that one out. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we uh, <laughs> Jimmy's. Yeah, that's an that, that's an old one though. That's kind of like that's like a passe. Yeah, mean. passe. We changed the name yeah. of Spirit Ritual and just went with <laughs> it. Um. Anyways, yeah. So the logo, little ghosty, you know, yin yang, cute shit, you know. But that EP cover took me like twelve hours to do, man. Oh my god! By hand, that shit. Was... Like my bit, my biggest obstacle with doing art is not having enough time to do it. Yeah, you need time yeah, for that shit. Like, like every collage, I spend at least like six hours on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I recently uh, started using Photoshop, and it can it, it can take long depending on like whatever like fixes or like super like yeah, meticulous like, oh, stuff you're doing. Zooming into every here? single pixel. Yeah, just... I gotta learn to do stuff. I gotta like learn it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it takes long to and knock just having stuff your out. Eyes... You gotta teach yourself like five things. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, that's, that screen will sizzle your eyes. <laughs> I feel like, I mean, if we're still, like, touching on, like, obstacles, like, w one big thing would be, and you related it to relationships, too, is, like, um, I would say, yeah, lack of communication is just, like, a huge mm -hmm. obstacle that is just, mm -hmm. like, under the under the blanket, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I kind of lifted up. I threw the the rug out the window in Asheville. Not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> no, no, no. He meant literally, y'all. <laughs> and like, he, I pulled out this thing that was in my ego, and it was saying, it was saying, man, Hunter's been lazy and not doing anything for the EP. But then I threw it at him, and he caught it and was like, whoa, dude. And he actually, like, he described to me how hard his work is, because when you're sitting at a computer every day in your room of your life, yeah. Which I've never experienced, but he like he's like, dude, I like I can't make a website right now because I just literally don't have the energy to. And I was like, and as soon as he explained that to me and communicated that to me, and I was like, oh, yeah, dude, I feel it. Like, sorry about like. I remember that, <laughs> but even that came up in a when, when that came up in Asheville. We were actually just all sitting around a pool table, mm -hmm. and it was initially the conversation was about something totally different. And it just yeah. kind of darted into there. So I think that kind of shows that our our exchange between each other is fluid. Yeah. Because it didn't feel like we couldn't go there. We were all four of us were in there. And Jeff and I were kind of like 
throwing the mat back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> we were throwing the rug back and forth. All the things we had hidden under the rug that we should have like communicated earlier in life, we just <laughs> ripping them out and throwing them at each other. Because like I, I had been experiencing yeah. some creative burnout, and I didn't want to say it to them, uh, just because of the nature of my work and the confinement that that work entails. And, uh, doing a website, yeah. Because I was like, I was like, Hunter, do you want to do the website? And I was like, sure, wide-eyed, sure. And then <laughs> and, uh, later, but, are you doing it? No. You, the next week, you doing it? No, I still haven't had time. I was, yeah, I was just like, I didn't realize that you had a lot on your plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, because I didn't mention it, you know, your assumptions kind of creep in, and they do it very, you know, naturally sometimes mm-hmm. you know sneakily yeah sneakily subtly. so i think we just had to you know get that in the exchange and uh you and know then we were solid yeah we, we played great show that night definitely recognize each other's you know humility in it and uh recognize our own you know fortitude as well the things that we wanted to stand for and i, I know mm-hmm. that jeff is just a fierce creative so i always want to let uh you know the the, the best horn pierced the loudest, so... Right. You know? So I, I wanted to... I think he st- stood on that stance, and he knows that I am just uh, a committed person, and I, you know, I'm always going to try to follow through on what I say um, in that regard, but I think it, the message got muddled because I was not in the headspace to be uh, putting work into that at the time. Mm-hmm. And and once, once that was talked about, it's... It, it, all of it just got so much easier, you know. Awesome, yeah. We're compatible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would I, I would have swiped. I would have swiped. Uh, and compatible, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And, com- yeah, and, and compatible, too. Compatible. That's a word. Yes, it is Compatibility is key. Compatibility. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I have, I've, I, I did have one funny question. Um, so there's this TikTok trend that's been going around. Um, families do it and they say, um, so the concept, it's like, I think blank is going to ruin the vacation because of blank. And like everyone goes around and says who they think is going to ruin the vacation and why. So I'm, I'm, I'm want you guys to go around and say who you think is going to ruin the tour and why. Oh, man. Oh. For all of us, so or oh, just one shit. each. Uh, one each. Okay. That's funny. I uh-huh. say Choro. Choro's the only. Choro thinks everyone's gonna ruin the tour because no one's petting him right now. Yeah, we would just yeah. Choro. <laughs> I, I feel like Choro would ruin the tour because he would scratch me too much because I didn't pet him. Uh, I think I would ruin the tour because I would forget to pack my tuner pedal. Oh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then uh, I'd be like, "Hey Jeff, hey man, let me just plug in." You might have to plug in really quick while he's like in the middle of the set. <laughs> uh, I think I think everything else would be balanced, but uh, I think that might uh might be a trip wire that might get us, you know. Yeah, tripping on wires because that thing. Yeah, we were trying to fix the tuner. Oh yeah, my so. tuner pedal did actually break during our last set. Oh um, no! And uh, luckily, one of the bands, one of the guitar players in the band, is nice enough to to donate donate donate. Wow. Totally. It is to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff would ruin the tour because he's a drama queen. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I would never guess. What kind of drama? Savage. <laughs> yeah. What drama? If if you uh 
if you don't live up to your expectations, really. <laughs> yeah, if you don't live up to your expectations, you come with the dagger. Oh, I had no expectations. The verbal dagger. I'm playing. I'm playing. I don't think any of us could entirely spoil the tour, tour but we all tried to ruin it and couldn't have ruined it. Yeah, there's the yeah the music would save it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Only for getting the equipment. Only for getting the equipment for me. We have what way too it? much fun. It can't be ruined. Yeah. But, I mean, we yeah. could theorize. Like, Ian could ruin the tour by hitting on the wrong chick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> could just blow us, you know. Oh, could totally man. blow everything we had going. <laughs> yeah, that'd be crazy. Uh, <laughs> whoa. Cheryl thinks so, too. Sometimes, like, I'll say like, I think you super, do. super wrong stuff. I could ruin the tour by dropping some wrong shit. Uh, Ooh, some out of pocket stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I had too much, too much to drink, or if Skylar hits on the wrong chick, yeah, or if or Skylar hit on the wrong chick. Yeah, if either one of us hit on the wrong chick, really, <laughs> piss off the bartender, drinking, asking for too much, or the girl's boyfriend, <laughs> right? Oh, that. <laughs> what are you right. talking about? You know. Oh yeah, you weren't there. I wasn't where. Hunter could break a Clarksville string. when it happened. Hunter could break a string or two. Yeah, perhaps, I think. Perhaps, you know. You know, I think I think even if I did, we Jeff could still play through him. Jeff does front flips on stage so he could break his neck and ruin the tour. Oh, no. <laughs> or he could try That's a backflip and break his neck. Backflips on stage. No, I know how to do both of those. So. Shows. You, will, you should do them when we play, then. Flip. I, can, flip. I can flip off of anything. He can flip. And he maybe, can, maybe when we're outside, this is a very, very condensed space. Flip off the table. <laughs> Jeff has an ability to shrink. <laughs> it or not. I, I, I believe it. <laughs> he can, he can just shrink. Oh, you mean in the hotel room, jumping through the? I just mean anywhere, man. <laughs> gonna open up my cabinets one of these days and just see you running around. Yeah, I could probably, I could probably fit in your bass drum. Yeah, he's probably yeah, the he. He, really he would be could. a danger in hide and seek situations. Oh, I bet. He he can fold his body into a manifold. You don't even notice it. You wouldn't even, you would never even notice it. I don't even, to play hide and seek. A picture for y'all out there on the podcast. I'm saying you could. (laughs) Jeff is like 4'4", and... What? <laughs> he, looks, he looks like a no, dude. I'm like five twelve. Five, uh, Did you just eight, say five, five twelve? Five seven. So, I was so six foot. He looks five, like seven. that's how tall I am. Not only was that the wrong wording, but we all know it's a lie. He looks like one of Santa's little helpers. <laughs> <laughs> he can shrink on command. Like the uh, the only way that Sky would ruin the tour is if he just absolutely destroyed his drum kit at the end of it. Let's go. Not quite. I mean, oh, well. he destroyed the drum kit in Atlanta, and we still played Let's when. Go. Well, not when we played, but when we were down there in the summer for this girl Emma. Uh, oh yeah, my snare had totally like cracked in a really just strange way. Uh-oh. Yeah, he busted that head. They wanted it, man. They wanted mm. it. The- they wanted it, so I gave it to him and busted. And it was the last show, so I didn't have a head, which is cool. Yeah, you lost fun. your head that night. What? No head? Lost my head. <laughs> Some <Yeah>. no head? Yeah, you gotta, gotta be prepared to buy another head on tour. Mm-hmm. Just have, like, some cash for a backup head in case you crack your shit. Yeah. Yeah. This whole this whole industry, this whole craft is all about troubleshooting. <laughs> yeah. Be ready. <laughs> yep. Prepared or Absolutely. whatever. It's going to be a trip. It's so right, man. Yeah. So you got to be a troubleshooting pro. 
So what, uh, what, you've been listening to any records on repeat recently? I always like to ask people um, what they've been listening to, you know, what's yeah. in their, what's in their top Spotify. I gotta think. Got for us. Um, Come on, Braylon, break it down for us. What are you bringing us. to the table, the turntables? <sighs> who do you bring to the turntables? <laughs> who, who am I spending on the tables? Um, y'all go first. I'm gonna peep through my Spotify. I know oh, yeah, I yeah, have yeah, an yeah, answer yeah. or two, but... Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, the Marias. I saw them exit in recently, and it was, like, so beautiful. It was so good. Yeah, the Marias yeah. are so sensual. They're incredible. Yeah. I did not see them, unfortunately. I, I don't know what I was doing that night. Something that... You were goofing off. Something not as good as seeing the <laughs> Marias, probably. Yeah. I was spinning an old Sussex record. I think... Uh, is that Clive Davis? Is that the Netflix... Black Godfather, that Netflix documentary over that dope, like A and R guy. He had that label. Um, are you t- are you talking about? Um, he's more than A and R guy. He's just a, like a total player. Yeah, you're talking about Clive Davis, like the think... representative of a Chance Joplin. No, or... not Clive Davis. No, 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 no. It's uh, and it's I can't remember his name, but he had a label called Sussex, and he was like, it's uh, the two things people most want in life: success and sex. Yeah, go pee, Jeff. <laughs> Success and sex. So I, it's like a '70s label, I guess, and he he was like kind of different for putting out one of the first artists on that label because everybody assumed like this black dude's gonna put out like black funk bands or something, and so he kind of came in there and started signing these white funk bands and stuff. Oh. And I think like the first, um, what's the train? show crazy what's that soul train, soul train show mm-hmm. like when i think the first band to play on there was the sussex band and everybody heard it and was like pissed that there were some white dudes because they're getting it or something so he's a cool dude i found one of those 45s today at um at the great escape a sussex record and that i'm gonna be spinning that a bunch and carmen mcray i've found like two carmen mcray records that I, i'm gonna be spinning a bunch and i just nice. love carmen mcray like one of my favorite singers forever um but check out the black godfather on netflix sick documentary i wish i could remember dude's name man i can't, I can't remember yeah I, that dude, I can he's he's, a, he's a bad dude Every, so many stories that man that man pushed culture forward you know what i'm saying he pushed culture forward so it's good Good documentary. It's worth good for your brain. Check it out. I might might watch it after this podcast. Honestly, you really, really should. You will not regret it. His name is Clarence Avon. Clarence, Clarence Avon. Avon. Name to know. He was like, you know, one thing the documentary spits in the trailer. One thing it's like hitting on is he was like really, really good friends with Bill Withers, mm-hmm. and he he was one of the guys that told Bill that Lean on Me is uh you know like the single or whatever mm. so he's just a home you know what i mean but there's yeah. so many good stories in the uh in the documentary mm. all right something else you know, i'm talking too long yeah what have you been what you got well with the new uh there's a new kanye documentary so i've been going back i need to watch that dude the second installment it just came out today it's uh, it's absolutely so great it made me you know, we've been kind of kind of been in the public sphere so much and so often for the last several years yeah. that he's gone through many different uh, uh, different consensuses, I guess, from 
from the general public. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really interesting seeing him from the very beginning um, when he still had, like, that brashness intact yeah, and everything, but he uh, still was just filled to the brim with creativity. Um, watch it. It's, it's so awesome. Um, a lot of behind-the-scenes on the college dropout recording sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of showing him in the first little bit of limelight, so I've been going over some of my favorite Kanye tracks. I uh, love Kanye to work out to as well. Nice. Um, got Peter Gabriel So in my car right now. Um, it's got Sledgehammer. Uh, you know, I'm always on, I'm kind of on an 80s revival kick, I've noticed too. Okay. You know, a lot of new wave too, so been going back on that. And, um, I've been into a lot of old wave. Oh, yeah. Just kidding. Well, the, well, the oldies are the goldies now. I've been into a lot of inner wave lately. Oh. I saw them at Accident like three weeks ago. They're a nice indie band. Pretty chill overall. I check them out. Yeah, their new album, Apoptosis, is so good. Japanese it is enough. The Wiggles. <laughs> I mean, everything Wiggles. Yummy, yummy. Nothing but the Wiggles. The wiggles. <laughs> you can't hate on the Wiggles, though. Oh, that brings me back to childhood. Yeah, like, yeah. When I was I four and five years old. Fun, fun fact about the Wiggles. Um, I saw them one time when I was like very little, and like they came out into the crowd, and I shook Murray's hand. You know the red one? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was he was my favorite Wiggle, one of my idols at the time. It was it was wild. <laughs> Never favorite Wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kept the glove on it after that whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, awesome. that's what I, that's what I would do. No, but you know when like that's an incredible memory though. Mm-hmm. You you know when like you're so you're in a moment and like there's just like so much going on and like you kind of like dissociate and what's happening in front of you like almost doesn't seem real. That that that's kind of how I would describe that. How wow. old are you? Uh, I don't even. I was definitely like five or below. That's uh, legendary. That's that's yeah. when disassociation still fun. Before, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. before it gets all uh God. you know starts interfering you, with adult before time. you even know it's a thing yeah 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 hanging in there mm-hmm. <laughs> you really are you can hear uh, you yeah can i can't imagine show. seeing a live performance of the wiggles at the age of four. Oh yeah that would have ripped me apart oh yeah <laughs> i'm sure <laughs> have you seen the videos from like the beatles live shows and seeing like just how like their fans the stadium like, yeah, yeah just having like full-blown panic attacks yeah they would That's just scream crazy. so loud and then the funny thing is, like, to remember, like, you know, you can't imagine that, because they had to be one of the first bands that were selling out stadiums at that time. I mean, they mm-hmm. showed out Shave Stadium, I think, in 1965, if I'm not mistaken, maybe even before that. So, you know, those speaker systems were definitely not um, engineered to really withhold a full spectral experience of a good band, right. like the yeah. Beatles, you know, so it had to sound like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, over the speakers, and uh, I'm sure they couldn't. I know they don't. Uh, as far as like what the interviews say, they could hardly hear themselves at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I definitely bet the like uh, monitor setup on stage was far from ideal. Yeah, you know, because I don't yeah. think uh, you know trial the process of trial and error. I don't think it really taken place. Yeah, enough at the time to really perfect it. Mm-hmm. But uh, good thing to research, you know. Yeah, definitely. Good thing to research. Homework topic. Mm-hmm. All right, so I I have an answer now for music I've been listening to. Um, so um, 
sort of in like the electronic sector. Have y'all heard of Shlomo? Oh I yeah, love it. I love yeah, Shlomo. I yeah, I've been I've been kind of getting into his stuff lately. Dude, bad vibes. Yeah, I listened to that album. Changed my life. It Ooh. changed my life. It was, yeah, it was so. It was kind of like everything I was looking for in like different splintering genres mm-hmm. to kind of form. It was. It's like a ethereal bedrock, like bedroom, uh, like you know, indie like. Indietronic album, you know. Yeah, it, it, it blends a lot of cool stuff together, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like somewhere between like yeah, like the lo-fi bedroom pop you mentioned, and like it also definitely like planted some of the seeds for like future bass. You know that that's like Flume, if you know who that is. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think yep. yeah, you were just trying to say what I was trying to say, but in one word. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely forward-thinking, creative right there. Yeah. I really always just really like listen to his stuff. So mm-hmm. mellow. Super mellow. And what's yours, Ian? Did you say yours? Not yet. Lately, oh. I've been I've been all over the place. Oh, that's right. You're right. I've been listening to Prince, Kraftwerk. I've listened to The Roots. Mm. Yeah, those guys for sure. Things fall apart, right? Yeah, things I fall see. apart. Yeah, I see it right there. Right. Oh, and Phrenology. Indeed, both of those albums. A little Erica Badu. Going into the Beatles, of course, and Inner Wave. Oh yeah, I just realized. Yeah, one of my really big influences is Men I Trust, and actually, I've heard the name. That's kind of what the name came from, right? Like someone heard yeah. someone say it, and it's like, oh, Men I Trust. Yeah, yeah, and then Trent's like, yo, I thought of a name for our little project, Midnight Trust. Because <laughs> yeah. he, yeah. So yeah, play play on words off of another band, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of why when I joined, I was like, okay, but I don't want to be the great value version of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, do you have the other brush? And also, yeah, I do. I don't know. Just having, I had like I have a lot of band name ideas written down over the years, mm-hmm. and I've always had spiritual in there, and uh, like. For me, the name Midnight Trust never had any meaning because obviously I wasn't like a part of the the birth of it from the beginning. But oh yeah, you know, joining on, I was like cool with that. I was like, okay, yeah, I could, like I guess it could be symbolic of you know just being a good person, I guess. And but it still like didn't like sparkle for me, you know. And that's why when I like, I think it was the second time I brought it up, like. It, because the first time I brought it up was at the end of the year when I first joined. Yeah. Uh huh. The end of the last year, I brought it up again. It was like, guys, what if you did this? Is this sparkles? You know, because I, you know, mm-hmm. I want us to sparkle under a sparkly name. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, he wants to drown. We want to drown each other in pixie dust. But yeah, some men I trust in Atlanta. They were so good. Yeah, Back it was actually. October. Yeah, it was actually. It was right after oh, Shaky yeah, I'm Knees. Right? Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to Shaky Knees. I'm trying to go one of the days this year, maybe. Um, I think like the second day or so, it has like Nine Inch Nails, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, churches, Japanese breakfast. Dude, I want to go so bad. I saw Japanese breakfast before. I've seen it a couple I times. I would again, but like, I need to save money. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really bad. Yeah, yeah, m- more songs, more songs to pay for, more, more music gear to to acquire, but and then <laughs> yeah, necessities, you know, the bare necessities as well, you know, all in the cycles of life. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, ever been to Bonnaroo? 
Brilliant. Yes, I've been four times. Oh, nice. Let's go. I've been, Beautiful place. I've been five, so oh, yeah, I still need to check it out. Um, 2013 was my first year, and then I think it was 2015. I skipped the year. Okay. Went the year um, after. I went to 2017 as well, and then 2019, and then some uh, one other time. I can't remember, but yeah, every every single trek I've had at Bonnaroo is just radiant man it's Mm -hmm. uh, i'm sure a lot of people you know can kind of share in that yeah definitely it was um so i like i started writing music around like my freshman year of college and i think bonnaroo definitely like kind of planted a seed for that like and in various ways just like it, it it was it was like different from like the the music festival, especially like camping festival experience, is very different from like a regular concert. Like you know, if you're at like a regular concert, like your tour, you gotta like kind of dress nice, sit up straight, and like it's a hard cur- noise curfew. But like Bonnaroo, it just goes all night, and yeah, it's just so many chances to like stumble upon um, new artists you've never heard of. There's like so many different people too. Nonstop, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you did you go to any? Remember when at the end of twenty twenty one September I think when they canceled it again? Did you go to any of those like other festivals that happened right around then? Ah, uh, there was like Bumaroo, there was Rue Refuge. I actually, I I I played at the the beach one that you played at. Oh the, really? Yeah, what? I didn't know that. Yeah, I DJed what? a little bit. It was um the the Saturday night. Of that whole weekend. Oh, so I did it. I played the solo set on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know. Shoot. Yeah. I think I think I posted about it. I think because yeah, we played Rue Refuge on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Where was Sunday that? afternoon up in Woodbury. Mm. There were like how many people were there? Like a couple thousand. Festival, I want to say yeah, the festival was probably total yeah. what two thousand almost. I would say that's a good number. Yeah. A big little crowd. And a lot of them were just people who were, like, in town to see Bonnaroo, Mm -hmm. you know, and then they stuck around for, they, like, threw it together last minute and had, I think, probably a couple of the acts that were going to play at Bonnaroo, they were on there, they were killing it, the Mm -hmm. the EDM artists and stuff were. Yeah, there is is this one where there's an EDM artist and uh, a violinist. And they oh, just wow. really marriage each other so awesomely. And, you know, just in this little humble show that came about in a year full of obstacles, mm-hmm. just seeing, like, this really eclectic act out of nowhere yeah. is really, really awesome. I can't remember what they were called. I can't either. And I really want to give them a, a shout-out. But whoever, yeah. man, they really put it down uh, for music fans that night. Um, yeah. I just remember looking around and being like, yeah, we're not on that at Bonnaroo, but this is still... You know, we're this is still amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was a that was a really interesting weekend. Like as as sad as it was for Bonnaroo not to happen, and like especially since we'd been waiting like two years for it to happen again, and like especially since it like got canceled the day before. Which, by the way, not a bad call at all because I've been to some festival. It it wasn't well. It was flooded, but more so, it was muddy. Like. The campgrounds were like very muddy and like cars like were like half a tires were deep in the mud and it was just it wasn't gonna work and like I've been to like festivals where it's really muddy, it's not fun. Yeah. Uh, 
Because everything gets muddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it just it wasn't gonna be safe. But um, but like what what came out of that? It was like really cool. Like for for many reasons. Like one, just seeing like you know entire communities like come together even in like the worst case scenario and still like make something great out of it it's like really cool and like really like you know shows the power of music like this whole thing that we're all here for and absolutely um, because at the end of the day that's why people were pulling together you know to get vendors to give everyone an experience because that was missing out and i feel like in that in that time I'm sure a lot of literature promoters were aware of like, well, we got to give them something. Mm-hmm. We yeah. got to, you know, we got to give some people who are already probably on the way here who are coming from the West Coast. Because we actually even talked to people who came from a long way, you know, who came from like, you know, over in Arizona and uh, like Washington over by the West Coast. So, yeah, for Bonnaroo, yeah, they got canceled midway. So mm-hmm. it, it really does because those people knew the experience had to be provided on some level, you know? Mm-hmm. And thank, like... Thank God they did. Didn't you play at Bummer? So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That show was awesome. Bummer, it was super cool. Mm-hmm. Loads of people, loads of fun. Was that Rick West or was that yours? That was, so, a, uh, that was a Rick West show. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Good, good show, good set. Good yeah. bands. And I think, I think also it showed like, you know, it was like for, for a couple of reasons, you know, it was like a reminder just to like, you know, have hope and optimism for the future. Cause like, you know, the, the universe has its way of like, you know, giving back what's put out into it. And, you know, like with, with like Bonnaroo getting canceled, like huge, huge door was closed, but like so many other doors opened for everyone, like performers, crew fans and um i think it also you know just shows our ability to like improvise adapt and overcome and i think that like was especially evident you know in like 2020 during the whole like pandemic like while like we weren't like gathered um at live shows you know and like like big communal space that we all knew and love like you know transferred to like the online space and while it was still like different there was still like so many things that were super cool about it. Like for starters, um, you know, various like genres and artists that like, you know, wouldn't have had as big of a platform otherwise, like all of a sudden had like a bigger platform. Like, yeah, the pandemic was like really good for like hyper pop. I think it's, yeah, it's like that. And you know, like other genres of music that kind of like exist online. And, um, you know, also like I, I, I love, I love Twitch chats and all that, and um, yeah, just like really like goes to show that you know even if like we aren't like connected in person, like there's still a way to like be connected. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we're all constantly connected. You know, like with you know, anytime you're on social media, you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, I know all these people. They're all- doing all these things, showing it off, I'm right. showing off my thing. It's just like, okay. Easy right. to get wrapped into it. Easy to mm-hmm. get sucked in. Right really before easy. the pandemic began, right before it began, I joined this jazz trio. It was like a little jazzy duo. They played a bunch of gigs and played a bunch of music that I liked. And they had me come play at Liquid Smoke in Murfreesboro January of that year. And... Through that whole year, through that whole pandemic, 
with the exception of a few weeks when things got really weird and crazy, um, we played every week and hosted a local artist night successfully uh, every other week where people were still down to come through and play for, you know, four to ten people or whatever in a bar. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool. Um, that whole year, even though there was a lot of isolation, that year I got to improve on my chops, my playing, and my uh, just knowing, t- learning certain tunes and stuff more than ever so and and then many other ways i got to still stay connected so even if you think it's life's uh closed up there's a you can find a way to keep chucking along you know mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. wearing masks for a bunch of it for a bunch of it we weren't it's a smoke lounge <laughs> i caught the virus once the whole time i played there once a week and everybody Ooh. kept just playing that damn jazz baby <laughs> yeah and people came out to see it and it would get questionable like i'm not gonna lie there'd be nights where it's like fuck we really should be out here but fuck it we're out here it's gonna happen somewhere mm-hmm. it's we were out there in murfreesboro you go out even further people are still jamming and barring down so if you want to go risk your life and yolo it up come get lit with quarter life yeah <laughs> We had a good 2020, man. I I improved so much uh, and went through a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it was such a good time. It was such a good time for people to improve and like work on their craft. Like I got a lot better at um, mixing and stuff, and also like file management on my laptop because I, I I would constantly get in a cycle where I'd be almost out of storage and I'd have to like organize things, clean it up, put some stuff on externals, and just, like, kept going. Figure out what you don't need. You yeah. Know, like, what's yeah. this video doing here? Yeah, mm-hmm. it takes time. a lot. You had some time to get through those, yeah, go through those damn files. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot better at playing and writing and mixing. What DAW do you use? Uh, mainly Logic now, but I use a lot of Pro Tools, too. Audacity. Yeah, I started off with Audacity. (laughs) (laughs) Way back in the day. I still can't get off GarageBand, you know. Addicted to the the old sets. I don't even have a DAW. (laughs) I just use Ian's. Yeah. In the olden days, I used Reason. I mean, you can't go wrong with Logic and Reason. (laughs) Dude, John John Fenier would always be like, What's that thing called Reason? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no reason. I didn't really care for reason. Honestly, during the pandemic, I I focused a lot more on art, like collages, mm-hmm. and just like focused a lot on lyrical writing too, just like cranking it out. So we're yes, sir. still riding that wave. Twenty twenty two is sick though. Sure, it's it been good so far. So good so far. Right. Yeah, don't pet him there. Alright. My bad. (laughs) He's got some tusks. He does have some tusks. Mm -hmm. Do y'all have any pets? Oh yeah. Yeah. From time to time we'll have a dog. (laughs) Aubrey will come pay us a visit. (laughs) If we feel like it. If we didn't feel like it. We leave it out for a couple of days. Like Hunter will bring his dog from every now and yeah, then. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not like we got a new dog every couple weeks or something. I love. Uh, she's she's the joy to my life. She's she's the she's the song and and A major. She's bright as can be. Her name is 
Her name is Aubrey. Yeah, she. Uh, we'll bring her over, but um, we just sometimes she sheds a lot, and we don't. <laughs> she really has wanna... fleas. Uh, well, dog... she doesn't have fleas anymore. That was. Oh, that's lo- good. That's been a long time ago. My but... dog's in the key of C, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Your dog is smoky. Uh, yeah. yeah See, minor or major? You gotta oh, clarify. <laughs> I mean, I was. I was oh, no, two, two different energies. But if you're gonna ask, he's like got a. He's got a bark that's like a um, diminished. See, uh, I don't know. I would. That's I, like a tritone. I, I classify smoky <laughs> as Q major. Q major. Yeah. I got a dog and a cat that live in my parents' place over, over there, and. Uh, and I love them to death. You <laughs> 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 don't get to see them too much, they're still but I love alive. them. I love them. They're still going. Smokey's like my test dummy for like all my songwriting through the years. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never like checked in it on anybody as much. Uh-huh. He knows all of my repertoire. He's like yeah. the, the number one audience. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. I know it's good if he's down with it. Yeah, he sings <laughs> along and everything. You're, you're not showing a single song to an A&R that's not been, you know... Yeah, passed through the smoky <laughs> filter. You know how on ASCAP you have to pick, like, a publishing name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Smokey Eddie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's a silver retriever. Nice. <laughs> Do you have a silver retriever? Um, I yeah. wish. I wish. Yeah. Is that actually I wish thing? so, too. Like a golden retriever, perhaps. It's like a it could be like a yeah. A that's month. what I spun it Three. off of. But is, is this a silver retriever thing? I don't know. I mean, I spun it off of. Damn, that thing's loud. You could. Uh, We're you about could, to be I, murdered. I still don't know what that. You sound could breed is. certain dogs. It's it's normal though. I have a question. I have a question for y'all. Okay. Do you like the feeling of a nicotine buzz? Um. <laughs> it depends. I mean. You like it for 30 seconds, so, like... Yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't last long. Yeah. And if you have too much nicotine, then you get dizzy. Yeah, too or at least much I get no dizzy. Bueno. I think the worst vomiting sessions I've ever had were always predicated with nicotine. The worst ones. Yeah, it'll get you. I've, I've come close to puking. Oh, I've um, puked it, man. I've, I've gone to the... I've gone to the edge. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not a smoker. I'm not either, but whenever I do, I don't think I... That's when I think I'm absolutely prepared. For it, you know, by the time I, when I, you know, get doing my thing, I remember this one time I was actually, I was, I was either around or just like a set. I, it was when I had met up with you guys over like that half bar, half, half bar and venue, and then half. Fleetwoods. Uh, no, no, it was in um, kind of in the industrial section. Where? In Nashville. What shows this? It was, man, it was back in the day. Sarah and uh, our friend Sarah Monzo, who's an artist around town oh, as well. Oh, it wasn't flamingo, but not, yeah. I man, I just had like a gnarly feeling, and I puked in the toilet there. Oh, I didn't know that. Then I went home, <laughs> and then I watched well, it. Before I went home, I went to go pick up gas, well, and man. then I got out of the car, and I immediately blew it again. Oh my god! Right when I was wow. freaking, and I'm not usually puke. I'm not prone to that. It's just like the nicotine. So, are you sure you're not talking about when we were on at everything but country Nashville? Granted, I was also drinking a lot, so that's awesome. Uh, that's uh, that's definitely uh, the bigger factor. But fair enough. Dude, what was it again? Everything but country Nashville and Germantown. Uh, it was definitely near Germantown. Uh, my my memory's not. I can't recollect. Oh yeah, that precisely. Must have been that night. Yeah, I I want to say it was. I know that Dan, Dan the man who plays bass in Skyler's uh, solo Dan. set was also yeah. there. We're going all over the track. 
That was it. That was the one. You were all over the tracks. So, you know, I, I, I like the, yeah. It's like it's like a 20-second good feeling. The mm-hmm. lightheadedness is kind of fun to play with. but uh. Yeah, it's it's nice in conjunction with other things. Like, I love a good spliff. Mm, yeah, I like a good spliff. You know, yeah. Adds a little spice to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, my, I like my joints to burn, so. I've never smoked weed. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. Uh, Skyler's told me everything I know about the Dare program. Man, he is just he is just an exemplar of uh, what the sober life can do for you, man. Just through and through. I mean, I, I don't even know how you disagree with me there, Sky. <laughs> uh, I mean, it doesn't sound doesn't sound too bad. I like the idea of it. Like I've had times where like I haven't like smoked weed in like five or so days, or like sometimes more, and it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what, what's kind of your? <laughs> Dude, I'm not smoking weed. I've been smoking every day since the pandemic hit. <laughs> Man, then yeah, you just hit the dart on the bullseye of truth, right? With that one. Um, what's kind of your favorite activity to smoke along with? And this goes out to anybody. Uh, what's kind of like your Ooh, ideal like environment? Good question. Mine, mine is Sunday. With nothing to do, maybe like extremely early morning or maybe even late at night. Uh, either playing guitar, just kind of getting nice and open with the feel of of music, or just watching a good movie. Nice, you know. Yeah, sounds lovely. For me, oh, uh, yeah. some like, tea. Oh, go ahead. Some tea. Yeah. Oh no, that was all. Twisted some garden. twisted tea poured up in the Earl Grey. You know. Yeah, for um, me, yeah, I was going to say either before a workout or when I'm working on music. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. You do, you smoke a bowl and then run like eight miles. Okay, so well, listen to music running is great because yeah. you get in like a flow state. It's yeah. it, it is, and That's it's one of the best true. things. And just listening to music for an hour or two while doing that, mm-hmm. it's fun. Clears your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music and uh, it's like a nice reset. We go hand in hand for me. Mm-hmm. It's like a reset without going on vacation. And I, I grew up in a really, like, strict household and, yeah. you know, uh, our very strict religion. And so uh, I really, like, found my place when I, like, just started playing music. And then, like, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't call it even substances, but just things that grow out of the ground that you can take and can, like, really, like, put you on another level of mm. consciousness even. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. Make you more. <laughs> I mean, I feel like, you know, just in, like, a simple way, like, just smoking made me have fun with my body again, in a way, you know, you kind of just don't take things seriously when you're, especially when, you know, you first uh, take a choke and, you know, it sends you in kind of like that relaxed, uh, yeah, that relaxed kind of like state, the, you know. The magic uh, of it is that you're, you're more able to shut off your thoughts. And mm-hmm. Our thoughts are always going every day. They're always passing by, like, the clouds. Yeah. But when you forget that you're nothing but sky, that's when, like, it clears up. And mm-hmm. you can see, like, so clearly. Yeah, mm-hmm. be in the moment. Yeah. You know, so, like, something like that can definitely help you. But I definitely think that that state exists, you know, exists outside of any induced, you know, thing to trigger it. Yeah, I uh, I, I meditate a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, so this, good to do. This app, just like 10 minutes in the morning. And there's so that's many awesome. forms of meditating. That's you can such... just meditate, like, at this very moment, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Music is meditative, you know, because, you know, it all goes back to that flow state that mm-hmm. you were talking about before, and that flow state is maybe a more active meditation 
you know, it can come in whenever form. I think that you get a lot of mental reverie out of, you know, you know, anything can be meditative if you can get that kind of reverie out of it and make it a, uh, make it a kind of a routine-ish thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, in a way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything that gets you in the moment, gets you engaged, like deliberate focus and attention. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I love the way you put that deliberate, takes. deliberate focus attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the coolest things about meditation, um, like a lot of people think that it's um, a, a, a lot of people think it's like either like on a mountaintop or on a beach or just like nothing up there at all. Completely, completely Zen. But really what it is, is just simply stepping back and observing what's there and um, just like maintaining that focus. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ever since I read uh, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and, like, uh, a book by Alan Watts called Out of Your Mind, those have really, like, changed my entire life. Just, like, opening me up to, yeah, like, what is, like, existence being, like, presence, you know, mm-hmm. in a way. It, you know. Have you ever read The Four Agreements? Yeah, that one's so good too. That one's amazing. My yeah, the book changed my life. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) then the cat almost fell off the couch. Careful. I mean, I'm sure Shuro still has a bunch of lives (laughs) left. Look on his face. He's like, whoa. He he probably has like four or five left. Yeah, (laughs) he he's seen some. I believe it. He's he's seen the struggles, you know. We have a shed out back, and he he somehow got in there, and, like, he wasn't coming around for a week. We were thinking that, like, he either, like, moved on to a different house or was dead. And then, like, one of these days, um, like, when I got home, I just, like, heard one of my roommates say, like, oh, we found Chero, and he was, he was in the shed for, like, however long. And I don't know, somehow he was, like, he, he looked a little battered and bruised, but he was all right. Somehow. Wow. Street survivor, like I said, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's he's the real deal. Yeah. But um I, I guess I, I I guess just circle back to perfect sesh conditions. Um Yes. I think um I, I don't like to start too early during the day. Like if I wake and bake, I'm like out of gas by like three PM. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that sense of deflatedness can yeah. kind of set in. I feel that. Yeah, so I like Sunday's uh, the only day that it works for me because uh, yeah, I've really don't do it. I really don't go to the wake and bake, you know, that often anymore. Mm-hmm. So what time do you usually prefer it? In? Um, I mean, it depends. If I'm like, you know, at a social outing with friends, it'll probably be like pretty late at night. But also, it's nice. It's a nice way to start the evening, like you know, like be outside, like watching the sunset, and then oh, absolutely. I like to like to splurge on a nice dinner and mm, um, yeah. Yeah, and then and then the vibes the vibes kind of depend from there. Like I could just like stay in, watch some movies, play some games, or it could also be like an all nighter on Ableton. Yeah, yeah those are the best. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like yeah. Anytime the sun's down, you know. Yeah. Yeah, sun goes down, the vibes come up. Right. Yeah, and the exactly. the lighters come out. Along with the stars, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I haven't done. Yeah, I haven't stargazed in a while. Oh yeah. Me neither. Come to think about it. You're a star. Thank you. 
Thank you. You should have just said look in the mirror. Starstruck. <laughs> Striking those chords. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah you you, you kind of got to go far out to like really get a good view of the sky. Yeah. Too much light pollution around here. Here, for sure. Yeah, where I grew up in the desert in southern Utah. Oh, like, I bet that so, was amazing. Yeah, it's just wide open. I want to go to Utah one day. Like it's, it's gorgeous out there. There's so much to do and so much good hi- hiking and stuff. But yeah, definitely do it. You guys want to talk about the songs at all? How much time we got? I mean, we talked about some of the songs a little bit, right? But I don't know. I mean, we could like talk FYI, about, like talk about the, Snowy. I think on the EP which came out yesterday, Tuesday. Um, Tuesday, two twenty two twenty two twenty two twenty two a.m. So much twos. Uh, I think on the EP is like we updated the keys a little bit, we changed a few things. Same yeah. with um, Snowy. Snowy, the last one of the EP. Yeah, we had mastered a bit, and we tune in the vocals some more, and we turned down the reverb. Yeah, because this there's just a, times as a like super attentive musician where you're like oh yeah every time i hear this it bugs me let's change it mm-hmm. yeah make it the best it can be yeah and you know there's still always flaws even in the best works because nothing's ever a final product technically because you, you have endless time and money to spend on anything yeah it's just figuring out time and place that you're happy with yeah but then we got so good so far we were talking about that yeah and then yeah yeah, yeah with jared yeah yeah, that one's the yeah, yeah. one of the album, but it, like it turned out like way different from how we envisioned yeah. it. I want to really top. consider it goofy more, like soulful. Well, yeah, I guess really it soulful. the origin of the chord structure, I guess, is from that goofy jam. We yeah, did in, uh, yeah. In Michigan, there is something about how the chords collapse in on each other that does make it seem like you in on the joke because it's a mode. You know, it's not really in one key signature all the time for. Yeah, right. It's all over. Because you you no, use a lot of par- you use a lot of chords from like parallel scales and everything. Uh, yeah, know? I would consider it more a modal tune, just yeah. cordial tune. And even on submit hub, there was one person who said, "Wow, this reminds me of Erica Badu." Yeah. And they rated a hundred, and their average rating is thirty six. So funny. I was listening uh, to back. Yeah. Got a couple um, highlights. But then, hell yeah. yeah. Dang, thank you. Grazie. Yeah. <laughs> Prego. Um, Ooh. Ah. Are they really twist off? They are indeed. Oh, cool. Sick. I was going to show, was gonna show my party trick, which is um, you can open a beer bottle with a lighter. Uh, oh, I yeah. thought you were going to use your teeth. I'd do uh, that I'd, shit. I mean, I could, but they'd probably break. I'd yeah, my teeth would break, too. i got to keep my pearly whites. Yeah, <laughs> I keep those keep pearly whites intact. Yeah. i do the lighter thing for sure. Yeah, it's 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 the party trick. It's the the pickup trick. I can you do the boot thing? So on TikTok, they hold two beers. <laughs> the way you hold it, just kick it up, and it like pops, pops them both off. Um, uh, pretty wicked. They'll hold like two beers like in their hand, like you know. I think I think I've seen that. And it like cracks them open. I, I don't have that one yet. Yeah, I've gotta gotta nail that down at some point. Dude, I gotta say, this is a move too. If y'all are ever out there, take your thing and just oh the car- oh, oh, carabiner, take, take the carabiner and use it. It might break your beaner, but it'd work. 
Dang. Yeah, it depends on how many times it works. <laughs> You've got the whole setup on these keys. Yeah, man. Nail clippers. Oh, yeah, the chapstick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the chapstick's on that, too. Yeah, the, yeah crayon chapstick. Mm. Baby spoon. Yeah, tie. Drum key. You know what I'm talking about? Things mm -hmm. you don't need to know about. A spoon. You know Things I lock up that nobody needs to know about. Literally a spoon. When you said baby spoon, I was thinking of a certain kind of spoon, but that's a little bigger than the spoon I'm thinking about. It's uh, a baby spoon. Um, uh, it's 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 a it's it's a spoon that you use to consume stuff that's meant for horses. It starts with a K. Oh really? Yeah. That's a thing. Mm hmm. That's not what I was talking about at all. It's uh, an actual toddler spoon. Sorry, I've never uh, been affiliated with hard narcotics. So I wasn't hip to that. Gotcha. Yeah, you ain't missing much. Have, have you all done ketamine before? No. No. I've had friends that I've known that have done it, and I personally don't think it's it's cool yeah. to be on that, to be hanging around anybody fucking with that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it. I mean, I've heard about, about K-holes, and I've, like, watched documentaries about the benefits on, like, psychosis and, like, schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. And I understand that this stuff is deeper than... It's not my lane, though. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. stay in my lane, and yeah, there's space. plenty, like, anybody that has done that that's been my life. It doesn't, it's not like they're a bad Travis person Wiggs. thing, but I personally sure. have a very addictive personality, so mm -hmm. that's something I, I've stayed away from all the hard shit, you know, as much as I can in my life. I that's keep, good. I keep myself clean, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And folk, just keep myself addicted to fingerboarding and mm -hmm. music and skateboarding mm -hmm. and video you skate? You know, editing, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love to do He's it good. all. I love, good. love to do it all, man. What's your favorite trick that you can do? Like, let's, like, let's dial it down. Like, flat ground, transition, or stairs, or a rail. Uh, let's say flat ground. Ledge trick. Flat, mm -hmm. My favorite flat ground trick, dude, I gotta say, just like an ollie. Just simple ollie. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong. You know, because... You can do so much with that. And my flat, my flat ground sucks. Like, if we're playing a game of skate and I have to, like, do something cool, I'm going to do like, a half-cap heel or something. Mm -hmm. Or, like, full caps are beautiful because they're kind of bold ballerina-esque. Yeah. Like, I love that. And I, I love doing front side three no complies front three you know where you pivot mm -hmm. around mm -hmm. um but i can't even i'm not gonna be like nolly tray i can't do that yeah i don't like tray flipping at all i don't mm -hmm. like three flipping it's too much going on between my legs i can do it if it's hell or high water or whatever mm -hmm. like gotta make it yeah i'll try my damnedest but my favorite thing to skate is probably just like a little quarter pipe or like I've been having a lot of fun learning transition lately. Transition skating. Is that is that like the the, the yeah the birds the, the bowl the quarter pipes the mini Cecil's is a really awesome shop that just opened up in East Nashville and they have a one foot quarter pipe there that a lot oh. of people are taking cool tricks like stuff you don't want to try on a five foot it's yeah. great you can learn there you can get like some cool stuff down and me and my roommate ethan tune have been getting some new tricks in our bag through that quarter pipe y'all should check it out if y'all skate out there in east it's next to vinyl tap records right next to that place mm -hmm. good night mason good night, good night. thanks man peace out
the shop owner is a sick dude too. I can't. It's been a minute since I've been over. I think it's Adam. Yeah, it's Adam from San Diego, and <clears throat> y'all should go say hi to him. And get a get a skateboard and get to work. The park is awesome, and everybody there is sweet. Grab a beer across the street. There's like a beer joint. Yeah, and I I've usually hit up Two Rivers Parkway. I've skated a little bit throughout my life, not as much as Sky, but yeah, Jeff's down to skate. Yeah, I can do a few things, but I'm still totally learning. I can't even do an ollie. Hunter's <laughs> yeah, down, but, but he'll eat it. Sky's really mm-hmm. eat I'll it. eat all the Did concrete. A model of Two Rivers. Yeah, he's working on building a fingerboard model, so the little tech deck. Oh, right, no dude. I've, oh it's my gosh. I saw it. And he's there. pretty far into it, and uh, and it, it's incredible. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> I would love to see the final product. Oh, yeah. my God. It looks like, you know, it looks like the model you show to, like, a guy investing in something. Yeah, a replica. Here oh, it my is. goodness. This is what it's going to be. <laughs> it's amazing. I can't wait for it to be done. Yeah. The di- diorama. Have you all seen uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Yeah, no. I'm I'm thinking about the model of the pool that he had. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. This man, is a, that movie is a trip. Deadass. It's like a down to scale. Everything that's at the park is in this model, and he's thinking about moving it to the when he gets it done, replacing the dining table with it. Like, oh yeah, it's huge. Oh, it's like shoot. like <laughs> here to the wall. Two wow. rivers. Yeah. Two rivers. Maybe a little shorter. Okay, that's like a little bigger than I was expecting. Me too. I, w- I was thinking maybe like the size of like a third of this right. table. Right. When he told me, I was like sick, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Whoa, you need a doctor." <laughs> yeah, I dislocated my shoulder at Two Rivers like uh, last summer oh, no. for the second time. Dude, and, and freaking! But there was a dude there that was like, "I got you, dude." Oh, no way. But it came out in the weirdest way. I was trying to do a Nolly 3 show, yeah, and I still have never landed that trick. I'm trying to figure it out. I was just trying it by the fence on the outside, you know, and I was really close and, like, slipped off the board, and I didn't... I was, like, trying to catch myself as I was falling backwards because I knew the fence was behind me, but I just, like, grabbed it in a weird way and just, like threw it out so uh, it's like the lamest way to pop my shoulder out yeah, literally like just oops, grabbing grabbing it wrong I, I dislocated my shoulder like august of 2020 and now i hurts so bad it does man. hurt and like i didn't know it was dislocated and like i just like kept like trying to get up but like i couldn't lift my arm and like if i could it just like really hurt and i was just like wondering like well i can't i lift my, what's what's going on here and yeah. Yeah, dislocated, had to do physical therapy, and... Dude, the first time I dislocated it, I was, like, I was in Utah visiting, just skating on the road outside my parents' house, and I was all by myself, and, like, landed this thing wrong, and totally fell out of it weird, and just, like, and out for, like, 40 minutes, I was running around trying to, like, call people, no one was answering, the neighbors didn't do shit, they were like, no, that's a liability, I can't touch you, dude, like, what? Wow, get out of here. Shit. Yeah, and so like <laughs> finally my friend Weston was in town. I mean he lives there and like he came and he's like an EMT and he's like popped oh. it out and I was like I was Oh, I was oh. so relieved. And then like the next morning I went up to this abandoned golf course <laughs> in Utah and, and like like I said, it's gorgeous out there. It's up on this mountain out in the middle of nowhere. And just like I was just wandering around out there just like by myself and 
my shoulder was still hurting like for weeks it was mm-hmm. just in pain yeah I didn't that's how it to goes. do any physical therapy i just like let it you know do its thing mm-hmm. like the day after i did a little like i don't know was, did a music video thing for my, my solo project song t and like i was i was dancing around in the mm-hmm. music video just by myself with cool like things around me and like but you could tell in the music video my arm was like not moving much because it's still like really hurt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, skating is scary. It is scary. I don't know how some people do it. Like some some of the shit that people jump off of. Yeah, there's some impressive stuff. I follow these guys <laughs> on Instagram, and I'm just blown away anytime I'm on there. Oh, dude, it's inhumane. <laughs> yeah, skaters have like some of the biggest balls of just anyone yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, we're we're actually playing. I think we're playing in Manchester at at this little festival called Good Friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is several months ago, and I've never been to a skate park. I've never even like wheeled myself into a ramp or into like the the sink. Mm -hmm. What do you call it? The bowl. The bowl. There you go. See the plate. And uh, I lowered myself uh, there to the first time ever for an almost ate shit, probably like three different times. But oh, I kept really? on trying just to like, no, I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Because, uh, you know, when you got your boys with you, you can't can't opt out as easily. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, if everyone's there, it's like, well, I, I got to do this until they eat shit or until I land it. So. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if not, you got to carry that over your head forever and you're going to get constantly reminded. Exactly. And regret mm-hmm. is like the heaviest of the uh, emotional baggage yeah so it's, it's even worse when you drink shit yeah <laughs> just kidding yeah i don't think <laughs> i don't yeah, i don't think i'd want to take either in uh, <laughs> but the liquid form i think of it would be worse yeah yeah i'm i'd say that pretty confidently there's liquid in the sink liquid regret Okay. It's a, it's a okay. Both of which are probably alcohol-related. Yeah, yeah. Liquid <laughs> yeah. courage is like an Irish term. Oh. So but like, liquid you, know, you need some liquid courage. But, but so is liquid regret. That could easily apply to alcohol. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. For sure. Yeah, it takes courage to be a potter. The liquid lack. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Forget I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Wait, what <laughs> do you mean when you said potter? <laughs> Harry Potter. Oh. Potter. Yeah. Potter. We watched Harry Potter every day. We pretty much did. And it was pretty Uh, much At least it was on the background. I don't know shit about Harry Potter. Neither do I. But I watched it every day. I still... (laughs) I I was sort of a latecomer to Harry Potter, and I still need to see uh, 6 You're a latecomer? Yeah. So was I. I don't watch things. (laughs) (laughs) Late late comer in some things, early comer in some things. Oh, boy. But, but yeah, and the reason I started watching it was because I was just, like, tired of the scrutiny whenever I was at any, like, social gathering, and I've been like, oh, I haven't seen Harry Potter. Yeah, I would, I'd imagine that. You get flamed. <laughs> yeah. Have you get seen, grilled uh, on the spot. They have a thing called, um, Shaved Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Shave Potter? Shave Potter. I'm just kidding, I'm just with that. And that's the Red, we're done. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> Okay. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, back to you. That, uh, <laughs> what are you streaming? <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Paul. Is this is this like some porn parody like fantasy that you have in your head? The shaved Potter? No. <laughs> it's like we're 
Prince is supposed to hair. The half shaved prince. Here, let me let me get let me get a crank out of my spine from that one. Just emptied all the sugar and cinnamon out of churro, dude. He just that's what he would be. Um, I don't know, whatever he had said. <laughs> shaved Boy. Prince. In the half-shaved Prince. Half-shaved Prince. Harry Blotter. <laughs> in the, oh, yeah. the half-shaved Prince. Uh, Cherry Potter. Yeah. That'd be catastrophe. <laughs> and that's the end of the... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I guess... I can't. Jeff, has, Jeff has the pun. Like, you know what I was saying before, how uh, he just morphs and breaks words. This is... Uh, for example, yeah. Jeff has a way with his words. Words yeah. have a way with me, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeff is just a vessel for the words. Dude, that is so true. <laughs> a mere meat suit. <laughs> <laughs> for the spiritual for the spiritual house within him. Yeah. Yes. My soul is the waters. Well, I think Harry Wong. Don't finish those beers. We could probably <laughs> Probably get this sealed up in the next few minutes. Um, so so I, I was, yeah. So bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. We have our bye, EP bye, coming bye. out. <laughs> <laughs> sell, sell, sell. Uh, Trade high. Yeah, listen yeah. to our EP, okay? So, God damn it! So the, like, Give it some love, please. Thank you. We love Where can you the all. people hear it? Where can people hear it? Anywhere they like. Yeah, it's on all the mediums. Just a reminder, we're still Midnight Trust on iTunes and Apple Music. Spirit Ritual everywhere else. Yeah, everyone's favorite song off the record. Yeah, yeah. Featuring Don and Richie's kid. That's your favorite? Yeah, yeah? Yeah. Mine's Snowy. It's the last track on the EP. It uh, we made it during a snowstorm that happened. I think like in February of twenty one. Yeah, yeah it's very spontaneously. About, it's not even about snow, but like during that period, I was uh, snowed in at work at the assisted living for two days in a row. <laughs> half of them had COVID. That was like twenty five residents who were like on the verge of dying. So imagine, so imagine this: we were deprived of Jeff for, for almost <laughs> two days. Well, I mean, we yeah. Jeff was there when we started it. He's like. We're working on a different song, and he's like, yo, 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 make a new session. And yeah, then, I came back with just, like, we, I don't know. Yeah, we just came all out, and we all this emotion, and, like, most of the songs improvised, and, one, like, yeah. Yeah, and, we did, uh, like, six different takes of improv lyrics, and then melded them together, and then re-recorded the lyrics and some other instruments at Wyatt's. Then there's a, yeah. s- some specific instrumental, like, backing track in it that comes in around the, like... Probably like the beginning and end. Near the beginning, uh, it, it kind of clicks on. Um, don't want to timestamp it inaccurately, but we it was cool because we got to play with that influence. I've always liked the idea of using like like samples or using something that is almost like a, like a loop, using some type of loop mm-hmm. uh, effect. I think it's the Brian Eno fan in me um, that really gets off on that. But something repetitive and something most otherworldly to add to a music track that's harder to get and just to a hand-to-hand technical way and uh that's why i really like love the track man uh it uh it is i think to me it's the most complete one for me and uh it's the one that i you know if i actually listen to our songs which there's so much music to listen to i mean do any of us have you know time to waste <laughs> um right. but i usually go back to snowy the most yeah snow is probably my favorite and it it almost it closely ties with 12 a.m 12 a.m 
like I love the groove I came up with on the bass there. Mm-hmm. We, got, we got we broke out the funkiness that, for, uh, that added to the tune for 12 a.m. Yeah, 12 a.m. is my favorite. Mm. I think it sounds different than a lot of stuff. It's really it just has a good sound to it. Even our own stuff. Yeah, like it sounds different. It's fresh. Mm. It's fresh. Right on. And a lot of fun to play live. Yeah, so check them out. Look them up. And where can the people find you? Where can they get connected? Social media. We we're I mean we do a lot on Instagram. That's what I'm usually running. But you know, Facebook, TikTok, of course. Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff do you do on TikTok? It's mainly just skits and us goofing off. I mean, we do make posts about, like, we need to make one about the EP, come to think about it, but we'll make what? posts about, you're like... The, you're the guy on... You're running the tick. <laughs> yeah. Tick in the talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, while we're all together, we might as well make one after this podcast. But anyway, it's mostly just us doing skits, like, whether it be jamming or just skits, like... You'll have to look at it to see for yourself, but that's the general idea, and you can find that under the same Spirit Ritual, or Spirit Ritual Music. Yep, there you go. And, uh, just some, like, final words, uh, how about y'all go around and share some advice, the number one thing, or, like, just, like, whatever's in the upper echelon of just, like, stuff you've learned along your journey? Well, I mean, for me, the biggest things I've learned is, one, to live in the moment, like, Keep working and don't take it too seriously, but don't not take it seriously, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's just living in the present, me personally and as a band, we've gotten a lot done and we've gotten a lot accomplished. And a lot of unexpected stuff has happened, too, mm-hmm. as a result. Like, the, the less you think about it, the more stuff happens and the more you get done. Right. Yeah, and to go off that, it's like, um, don't be afraid of just anything that seems like a mystery, there's a lot that's unknown, but accepting that, you never know anything. You're always, you know, only doing it in the moment, like you said. Yeah, it's just like, keep doing it, you know. Yeah, Don't learn, let anything learn, stop learn. you. Yeah, you learn. won't realize how much progress you made in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Have fun. That's Because, yeah. like, you get really busy, you know, with, like your goals and your short-term goals, long-term, big-picture stuff. And, like, you just get busy with your life. So you got to make sure you're having fun, too. Remind yourself to... I like what Kenny Warner says. He said it's, like, it's in the verb, playing music. Mm. You know, you're playing music, so... We're just playing around. That's great, like, to kind of... Mm-hmm. I think that's good advice, is, like, don't get too lost in the sauce. Like, realize how much of a blessing it is to get to do stuff like this, yeah. get to play and have fun, and write songs and work on them, mm-hmm. yeah. stress out over them uh-huh. and stuff, it's fun, so Absolutely. I like taking a minute to try and have as much fun as I can, right? Right, there's a, there's a certain beauty in trying to get completion across to yourself, you know, so I think it's always to kind of good to aim for that if you start on something, even if you're not sure it's going to hold, you know, kind of just commit to it anyways and see where you kind of fall in on the other side, um, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's, it's a lot easier to raise the average well-being of your life when you got something really solid that you have good confidence in, and easy can easily be that. It is for me. It's a crutch, and uh, 
I don't even want to call it a crutch because it almost makes it seem like it's uh it's almost like a temporary thing, which it's not. It's lifelong, and um, and music is worth you know doing something lifelong. Get it in your life in some capacity. It's like a vitamin you take, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you have to stress too much about how much you're gonna make from it. I don't think you have to stress much if people are gonna like it. I think people at the end of the day are actually happy just to see uh someone trying to really birth something that they care about and if that part of the process is intact then i think that's honestly as kind of good as it gets you know yeah that's the foundation yeah absolutely yeah totally it's a temple you know well uh awesome stuff and uh once again thank you guys for being on here it's a whole lot of fun yeah Yeah, thanks for having us thanks so much man one more little cool thing uh advice tips things is with doing art or playing music and that can get like competitive or whatever you can start comparing yourself to people and things like that mm-hmm. i think one really thing that's good to focus on as much as you can is and you've heard like a bunch of people say this but the only person you should try and be better than or compete against is your yesterday self or mm-hmm. maybe yourself last week that's a good tip to like just not get pissed at yourself because, you know, give us take a minute to step back, be grateful, and just try and be better than you were mm-hmm. yesterday or whatever, or a couple days ago. Or right, and, uh, so. and be a student of just the game, you know, appreciate the techniques and yeah. try to try to use them as your own. Like, try to be as street smart as you can. Like, music is great in many capacities, but when it gets too heady you might get in your head about it you know so it's something that's best just to do um i i feel like yeah like skylar said you know comparison is the uh, um this the thief of joy so yeah, killer creativity mm-hmm. right when we got home from the road we were like buzzing and stoked we were like tired but we were all buzzing kind of from the stoke and we watched yeah we watched <laughs> and we were watching we came home and watched michael jordan videos just him talking about just being in love with the game or whatever the respect for the game oh yeah, yeah he said he said i'm always trying to sh- go for the perfect game he's like i'm always trying to go for the perfect the game. game and play the per- just great it's a lot we have too much fun should be illegal it should be fucking illegal man <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much, man. This has been a great, uh, great talk. Thank Absolutely. You. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thank awesome. you all. We love you all. Have a great, happy, happy new year. Hey, y'all. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Spirit Ritual. Just wanted to make a couple of announcements before we part ways. Um, So I know that we uh, give a shout out to Nashville engineer Wyatt Whitman and give y'all his Instagram, which is the best place to contact him. However, he has changed his username since we recorded this episode. So it is now Wyatt.MakesARuckus. Again, that's Wyatt.MakesARuckus makes a ruckus all lowercase no space so if you are looking for someone to fill your recording and or mixing needs give him a message there um and then also speaking of instagram i just wanted to run down the list of where you can get in touch with me so on instagram that is 
Harmonic Trajectory Podcast, all lowercase, no space. On Twitter, it is The Harmonic Pod, all lowercase, no space. And then on Facebook, you can just type in the name and I should be there. So yeah, give me a follow, send me a message, say what's up, tell me your favorite color. Um, Let me know if there's anyone you would like to see on the podcast. Um, Let me know if there's like anything else you would like to see um, come to fruition with the podcast. Um, I know I've like toyed around with the idea of including some sort of a video element, um, but I imagine that's a task for um, a little bit later on down the road. Um, But yeah, we shall see. Uh, And then if I haven't said it already, um, the best way to um, spread the word about the podcast is just word of mouth. Um, share the posts tell your friends and uh yeah that is all see y'all in the next one peace